Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Eight o'clock. Thanks for joining us on the Team Sports Network, Jim Davis Show. I'm Jim, along with Cake today. Who doesn't love cake, right? Any day of the week. And you're be, In moderation. You're going to get a lot of cake next week. Oh, yeah. With the Buckeye boy off to St. Martin's. You know, I'm worried. Why? I'm, wor- I'm worried for Karen, to be quite <laughs> honest. And, oh, he'll be fine. I'm just oh. worried about how much... That's a, he's a lot to babysit. I don't. Uh, yeah. I think, I think she knows what she's in for, but this is outside of the time when he was a small child and went to Canada, which he doesn't even remember going to Canada with, right. his, with his parents. This is this is first big trip out of the country, out of the first trip ever out of the continental United States. That's a lot. That's to a keep, biggie. That's a lot to keep track of if you're Karen. Rio's better half. I, I'm just. Hope she knows what she's in for. I think she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. Fortunately, there is the adult in the room, and it's Karen. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. We are, we are all grateful. <laughs> that somebody's watching out for our little buddy. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee. A country financial believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, going to join us uh, via the telephone this morning. Going to be able to make it in this morning in person, which... Travel day. Unfortunate. Awesome other things going on that uh, keeps him from getting to the radio station. So uh, we're going to talk with him uh, about this uh, avalanche winning streak and Val Nachushkin being back, how important that is for the avalanche. The Avs getting a couple more all-stars to the the, uh, all-star roster. That is true. Nathan McKinnon and... The Moose, on top of Kale McCarr. Deservedly so for the Moose. Absolutely. The season he's had, it's it's been incredible. So, it's around the NFL. We we'll do this 8 o'clock hour where we talk uh, at the top of the hour about what's going on with the Broncos and the NFL. Coaching search, as we referenced last hour, continues. And uh, yesterday, the Broncos met with uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Former Pro Bowl linebacker has uh, taken the Niners to be in the top-scoring defense in the league. And, oh, by the way, they're also playing the divisional round this weekend, hosting the Cowboys. And they've been doing it with a rookie quarterback. And not just a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy. And so Ryan's uh, will also meet with Houston, Indianapolis, Arizona, and Carolina. And today, Denver CEO Greg Penner and General Manager George Payton, we assume Rob Walton as well, the principal owner of the Broncos, will meet with former Atlanta Falcons head coach, current Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Worked out kind of nicely. Cowboys at San Francisco. So they could just, as I said, two birds, one stone, get both interviews in. And there's an expectation that there will be an announcement Monday. At least that's the feeling from Cody Rourke. Nothing. He, he said, look, and to clarify, Cody says, I don't, Nobody's told me this in the organization. It's just the feeling that I have that they're going to make a decision this weekend. They'll talk to Quinn today. This will be it. They will meet. They will talk. They'll make their offer because there's already been some 
communication with the Saints in regard to compensation for Sean Payton, and they'll announce it Monday, press conference Tuesday, and away we go. Now, as far as Sean Payton, he was going to interview with the Carolina Panthers. He still probably will, but it's been held up. It's been postponed because of the death of Charlotte FC soccer player uh, Anton Wakes. He died in a boating accident. David Tepper owns the Carolina Panthers, also owns the the Charlotte FC team. And um, so because of that situation going on, the interview's been postponed. So, but there's still the the plan for Carolina to talk to Sean Payton. Now, as far as Russell Wilson, according to Colin Cowherd over on Fox Sports, that whatever Ru- that means, that Russ, because Cowherd apparently and Payton are big bros. They're buddies. They okay. go to dinner. I mean, they're part of the Fox family right now. Right, right, He's right. been making regular appearances on Cowherd's show. And so there's a relationship there. All right. And according to Cowherd, that Russell Wilson, through legal channels, through the proper channels here, mm-hmm. has reached out to Sean Payton and said, fix me. Help me help and, you. And wants Sean Payton desperately to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Only you can help me. Only you can save me. You can at least save me, Sean Payton. Only you can save me. My only hope. Yeah, you're my only hope. See, I thought you would jump on that first, being the Star Wars guy that you are. I thought that would... It took me a second. It took me to butcher it, or you would have been perfectly crafted. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you for his help against the struggle against... Dear Lord, I... Okay. (laughs) Give me the whole... The whole... The whole speech... But, anyhow, according to Cowherd, Russell Wilson has had communication with Sean Payton, and that, according to Cowherd, too, that Sean Payton seems like Denver's the place he wants to be at this moment. Now, my my issue is, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm kind of, I'm a little annoyed, because I don't know... Like, did Russell Wilson go into that conversation with Sean Payton thinking it was in confidence? Because if he goes on Colin Coward's show, it is all like, yeah, Russell Wilson's talked to me, and he basically begged me to come to Denver. He said I need, he needs my help. And if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm going, jeez, guy, I just, I just wanted to talk. I wanted to, you know, like, obviously I know that this team had struggles, and I certainly wasn't at my best you're making it seem like though i begged you to come to denver and i'm not altogether sure i haven't heard anything and you know i don't think russell wilson would be the type of guy that would make any sort of public statement on this but no you think you think russ come on russ has got pride he's not gonna he's not gonna say right but like that we haven't heard any confirmation whatsoever or any sort of like just we haven't heard anything out of Russ at all about what his thoughts are on the head coaching search. And I'm sure if he was asked, he's going to give some, you know, diplomatic answer. I think he did make a, a comment about Peyton the other day. Okay. I got, let, me, let me see if I can track that down because it was... It, it, come on, it was, hey, he's a great coach. 
you know, if it's him, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, it, it's you know, going mean, to be something. It's not. It was nothing where it, where you went, he went. I don't know. I don't know about about Sean Payton. I'm not sure if I want that guy coaching me. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be some sort of diplomatic answer. It's going to be sort of a non-answer. You know, throw in a. Yeah, I guess I I thought I saw some comment where somebody asked him, and it was just basically, yeah, I. I think he's a really good coach, and that's that. I mean, what, I mean, what else he's supposed to say? And you know, other reports are coming out that Russell Wilson's contacted Sean Payton and wants him to be the Broncos coach. This is actually some of this through Florio quoting Colin Cowherd and what Cowherd has said. And look, I, I don't know if Russ phrased it as as "come and fix me." I, you know, but I, if that's I, how Sean Payton's phrasing it, I or, or well, or is Cowherd taking that? What Payton has said is, "Hey, he's reached out and blah blah blah," and and so that could be the case too. That it's maybe Cowherd is phrasing it as "come and fix me" because of the season that Russ had, as opposed to Russ. I can see Russ being more of, "Hey." You you did great things with Drew Brees in New Orleans. You've won a Super Bowl. I respect your offensive, you know, acumen. It'd be great to work with you in Denver. Right. And I, I could see that being the case more than please come and fix me because I'm so screwed up. I'm 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 a I'm a broken shell of a man as a quarterback now. I I can't imagine my wife won't even look at me anymore. <laughs> the twelve bathrooms in my house. <laughs> So lonely. I'm a lonely man. When is the loneliest? Anyway. So- the, the quote from Coward is, Russell Wilson has contacted Sean legally, by the way, through channels. He wants Sean Payton. He needs he needs fixing. He knows he needs fixing. That, to me, is Cowherd. Bloviating. Saying. But he's also kind of saying something's... There is some fixing that needs to go on here, though. Let's be honest about that. It's, this it's was a not bad, untrue. Yeah, a, it was a it was a career worst year for Russell Wilson. So I'm going to defend Coward in that. Yeah, that's probably fairly accurate. Did is that what Sean Payton said? I don't know. Did he phrase it that way? Probably not. Maybe he did. I don't know. I just know there's truth to what he's saying there. It, yeah, it's not untrue. It's just. On Cowherd's side, it seems to be rather inflated about the nature of the conversation. Right. One thing that the Cowherd brought up too in this whole thing, because when has is, when has sports talk media ever overplayed something yeah, so never, minute? Never. He always always very grounded. Never knee jerk. Never overreactionary. Never. But Cowherd also commented that he talked with Peyton, Sean Peyton, about the Broncos job with the understanding that many believe Wilson is too isolated within Denver's building. Hence the office, hence the parking spaces, the preferential treatment that has been perceived by some in regard to Russell Wilson. And that could be something where, where Sean Payton does provide maybe some grounding for Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I don't know how big of it. I don't know how big of a deal it actually is. Remember, you had Jerry Judy coming to his defense. 
Garrett Bowles coming to Russell Wilson's defense, that guys like Russ and that you know nobody dislikes him and you know it, and you had the Dalton Reisner Brett Rippin dust up where the offensive line didn't help Russ up. Rippin took exception to that, got into it with Reisner on the sideline. I don't know how how bad it is. And in regard to how the Broncos players feel about Russell Wilson, does he feel like he's he's above them? I think there is a little bit I think there is a little bit of truth to it though. And and perhaps Sean Payton or Dan Quinn. I mean, that's something that they're probably going to have to address with him. That if you're going to lead this team, you you can take guys out to San Diego and work out with them and do some of these things, but there's still the perception that you're you yourself feel like you're you're better than right. You're above these guys because you have your own office, you have these other perks. Then that's a problem, and, and we have to fix that. And it starts with maybe not having the office and not having some of these other perks and realizing you had a career-worst season, and when you're coming off a career-worst season and you're a five-win football team, you've quarterbacked a five-win football team, that 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 stuff doesn't sell well with, with teammates. Does no. it, and it does not is not well-received, and that's going to have to change. Can Sean Payton lay down the law on that? Does that need to happen? Perhaps it does. But I don't, you know, as far as the fixing him and Russ saying that, I don't think that's the case. I think I think he's excited, Russell Wilson is, for the chance to work with a guy like Sean Payton that, that obviously got some great years out of Drew Brees, won a Super Bowl, and certainly is considered a really top-notch offensive mind. And so for the Broncos, you know, you know, now that they will possibly have Sean Payton along with Russell Wilson, that um, what Denver could do in terms of some flexibility, that uh, you know, as far as reshaping the offensive line, because that it, a lot of this starts with what happens with the Broncos' offensive line. It's the old cliche, it all starts up front. They'll get Garrett Bowles back. Okay. They need that's, to that's, that's that's an un, that he once continues to remain a very uneven commodity. Some terrible years. Year of the co of, of COVID. All pro kind of year. Back to having kind of a crap being a, a turnstile left tackle as far as you know. <laughs> Guys constantly beating him. And and I think a lot of that was the departure of Mike Munchak. I think part of the fix of the offensive line is they're going to have to have an O-line coach like a Mike Munchak that's going to be – that that's going to get, get Garrett Bowles and the rest of that line back to being a stronger unit up and front. I, and I hope it's our buddy Ben Steele, who I thought did a great job of the offensive line – when he took over for Butch Berry the, the last couple of games. And I hope Ben gets that opportunity. He's a guy that's worked his butt off, college ranks, NFL ranks. I hope he gets that chance. But so, but they have to do some of the offensive line. And if they give up the draft pick, okay, so there goes maybe an offensive lineman in the first round that you could have drafted. But um, 
possibility Denver could free up around $30 million by releasing Ronald Darby, Graham Glasgow, and Chase Edmonds. So they do have some, some things at their disposal, some resources that could help them address the offensive line through free agency. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. All right, let's quickly, uh, Jim, by the way, with Cake Today, Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. I'll get to your text in a moment on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Divisional playoff weekend begins tomorrow right here on the team. Pre-game at 2 o'clock, kickoff at 2.30. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Of course, the Jags with the win over the Chargers. Kansas City got to kick back, enjoy the week as the number one seed in the AFC. And, and you look at we'll have our picks coming up at 920 this morning. Once again, reminder, get your picks in for Pile Picks Can Pick them. Powered by Kistner Motors. We're still doing picks. Yep. Chance to win one of those two, uh, one of two $500 gift cards to play it again sports in the Valley Plaza and that big green egg smoker and grill from Fruita Co-op Country. So uh, get your picks in at the team1340.com. It's going to be the Chiefs in this one, right? I mean... Eight and a half point favorites. They, they play in the regular season. Mahomes threw for four touchdowns, 331. He did throw a pick. They did jump out to a 20 to nothing lead. But the, the Jags kind of fought their way back into it. But this is at Kansas City. And, and I get it, Trevor Lawrence. Well, the crowd at Arrowhead's no louder than it is in Jacksonville. Oh, yes, it, yes, it got louder this year because you guys are winning. The crowd at Arrowhead is still going to be louder, Trevor, than yeah. than a Jacksonville. Now, Trevor Lawrence has not lost on a Saturday throughout his entire high school, collegiate, or NFL career. So there is that. Until this Saturday. Until tomorrow. Until, well, well, you know, well, you never know. Yeah, I'm thinking so. <laughs> Jacksonville's been a fun story. Broncos should have probably kicked the tires on Doug Peterson last year. Probably. They're just, like, up front. Chris Jones has played great this season. Their defense, Kansas City's defense has been uneven at times. But when you've got the league's top-scoring offense and the Chiefs the most efficient offense in football and it wasn't even close, I mean, 0.17 expected points per play. Bills were 0.12. And their offensive line, the changes there have been noticeable for Patrick Mahomes. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to play really well. Play better than he did against the the Chargers last week. You have Cincinnati at Buffalo. Joe Burrow's the kind of guy that he never thinks he's the underdog. He said that. I I, I don't ever think I'm the underdog. Cincinnati at Buffalo. This is a scary game for the Bills. I get it. It's at Orchard Park. They're on their home turf. Cincinnati knows how to play in the cold. Right. Josh Allen can't play the way he's been playing. He's got to take care of the football better. Yes, he is still a tremendous scoring threat, passing and running the football, but the turnover situation has been scary when it comes to Josh Allen. And I I just think I wouldn't be surprised Cincinnati goes in there and gets the win in this one. So, counterpoint... Because we all remember the Monday night game, the DeMar Hamlin scary situation. Thankfully, he seems to be very much on the recovery path. So this is going to be 
emotional, I think, for both teams. And my understanding is that Hamlin's going to meet with T. Higgins this weekend. That's going to be that'll be that'll be cool. That'll be, that'll be cool. If those cool. two guys get the chance to see each other. And again, and again, there's going to be a lot of emotion. There's going to be already already the weight of the emotion of this is a playoff game. This is the rest of our season on the line. This is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. These are two Super Bowl caliber teams. One of them is your reigning AFC champion. The other is a perennial in the conversation for AFC title contender. You know, this is going to be right. a very, very emotional game. And what did we see with the Bills and the Patriots? They took the emotion right. and they ran with it. So that's why I think. But I think at some point, though, that emotion starts to go away a little bit. And maybe the concern, even though I'm, this is not my pick, we'll wait for, for picks. We'll wait till 920. I, I, I'm kind of leaning Cincinnati. But then again, man, having Jonah Williams out possibly for Cincinnati could make life really tough for Joe Burrow on, on Saturday. That game, uh, or excuse me, Sunday's game, excuse me, that's Sunday's matchup. Chiefs, Jags tomorrow. Bengals, Buffalo on Sunday. Uh, one o'clock right here on the team sports network for that one on Sunday. We go back to tomorrow. Giants at Philadelphia. Giants get the win against the Vikings. Brian Dybul has put his name clearly in coach of the year you know, running the way the way he's done it. and it looks like that Daniel Jones might be worth the first round pick that they invested in him a few seasons ago took a few years but they got there how banged up is Jalen Hurts has he recovered from the shoulder sprain that he had I mean it's the Eagles you know, coming off a of bye week that's been good he's gotten healthier I just the way the Giants are playing right now. It would it would not shock me to see the Giants go in there tomorrow night six fifteen here on the team, by the way, and knock off the Eagles. The way the Giants are playing. Wait, look, everybody talks about Jalen Hurts and his running ability. Daniel Jones was an absolute beast running the football last week. The quarterback run game was huge with Daniel Jones, and then he got stirring the echoes of big games of the past. Dwight Clark and the catch. Dallas at San Francisco. If Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over, their defense can finally make Brock Purdy look like a rookie. Cowboys could win this football game. I just think the Niners have too much going for them in terms of the best scoring defense in the league, too many weapons for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has played with so much confidence this season. I I just like the Niners at home. I like the Niners to win it, to be quite honest. To win the win in the Super Bowl coming up in February. I, I just I just the way they're playing from on both sides of the football, I like what they have right now. And Cowboys they got a chance. That defense is so good it gives them an opportunity. I mean Micah Parsons is incredible. I just think the Niners at home with with the way Purdy has played right. and the tools around him I got to like the Niners in that one. So, divisional weekend, we got uh, all your action starting tomorrow, 2 o'clock, right here on the team. And we'll talk, uh, of course, we'll have our picks coming up at 920 this morning. It's time to play Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? Oh, yes, it is. And I got to get the thing loaded. Stand by. Oh, Standing by. There it is. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. You cannot hide forever. I will find you. 
Chance to win Fat Tire beer today from High Country Beverage, New Belgium Brewery. Must be 21 or older. And if you've won the last two weeks, please sit it out. We'll take the first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line 970-242-1340. And today we're asking the question, what's in your arena? The answer, not the American Sportscasters Hall of Fame, that's for sure. It used to be in this arena until 2000 when they refurbished it for office space. Glad to know that our profession can be replaced with office furniture. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? If you've won the last two weeks, please don't play. If you're not 21 or older, don't play. But if you meet those meet that criteria, make sure you play the game right now. First correct answer on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340, win a case of fat tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. All right, very good. We'll take a break. We'll come back, 825. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, will join us next on The Jim Davis Show. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, Jim and Cake. Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Some thoughts on the Broncos coaching search. I just think it just certainly looks like it's going to be Sean Payton, doesn't it? It just has that feel. And I, I don't look. I'm I'm fine with it. I feel like they're going to give up probably a lot for Sean Payton. I'm not. Oh no way, never. I don't want Sean Payton coaching this team. I know people have brought up Bounty Gate, and then that's that's a fair thing to criticize him for. He let that go on when Greg Williams was there. He didn't do he didn't do anything about it. I also don't think that that's the thing that that needs to be the the issue that keeps him from coaching the Broncos because he, he served his paid his penance, sat out a year. Still came back and coached the Saints for many years after that. Didn't seem to be a problem with Mickey Loomis and the Benson family. And I don't think it's going to be... I don't I don't even know if it's entered the mind of Greg Penner at all, to be quite honest. Well, clearly he <laughs> hasn't seen the Kevin James Netflix biopic about the whole thing, so... Where, well, mostly it's a feel-good thing by Sean Payton coaching his kid's football team. And why was he coaching? <laughs> yeah, but that was like, oh, he just... It's like a sabbatical. Eh, he's just going to spend some time away. From right, him. and and he got to that sabbatical because... <laughs> of Bounty Gate, sure. All right. Joining us right now, normally in studio, but today he joins us telephonically. Jackson Wilson from River City Sportplex. Jackson, this is a little bit bizarre, but good good to have you on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to being in the studio. A little bit weird calling in, but it's all good. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have you back in studio soon. Because it's always always yeah. good to have you in here, man, talking about hockey. And today we're going to talk uh, about the Avalanche. Three-game winning streak for the Avs right now, Jackson. Uh, they have been scoring goals. <laughs> like the, the Broncos wish their offense would have looked as good as the Avalanche have You know, at, at times uh, <laughs> this, this past season. Seven against Ottawa, six against the Red Wings, four against Calgary. Val Nachushkin comes back in that, that Monday game, that Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the, the win against the Red Wings immediately makes a contribution. It just seems like th- this team, they feel the urgency now. They're getting guys back. They'll have Landy back soon. That things are starting to trend in the right direction. That win against Calgary, who's in front of them 
in regard to the playoff standings. That was a big one the other night up in Calgary. Absolutely. So they go on after only winning one of their previous days. They're now on that three-game win streak. Um, like you mentioned, their offense has started to be clicking. Um, you know, like so, so they're looking a lot better. They're looking a lot more like the Avalanche that we've grown to know after they've won that cup last season. So, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we're super excited to see them start clicking again. Um, and then we can be able to, you know, hopefully watch these guys get more healthy and come back and, uh, and start getting, you know, more, more of these wins in a row like they are um, and climb back up in the point standing where um, they get not just back in the playoffs, but preferably have a, have a little bit of an easier opponent if they can start climbing back up the points ladder. At times this season, Miko Rantanen has kind of carried this team offensively. And it goes to show with what he accomplished uh, the other night where he becomes the fastest player in franchise history to 30 goals in a season, beating some dude named Joe Sackick by a game. Uh, that's a that's a that's you know, just some average guy that's uh, a Hall of Famer. I just think Miko Ratnan, who's going to be playing in the All-Star game, I just what an incredible season. And we talked about it. he gets he gets overlooked because there's McKinnon, there's McCarr, there's Landeskog. And then Miko's kind of like the fourth guy after you get past, yeah. you know, Superman and Batman and Robin. And then it's like he's what, you know, in Justice League terms, like what, the Flash or Green Lantern or yep. something like that or yeah. Cyborg. I mean, he's the guy that's that's the fourth guy that you always you talk about on this team, but he's so much better than that, isn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable. He's He's one of the best uh, finished players right now in the league, and you know it's 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 so awesome to be able to see him get appreciated and recognized going into the All Star game. Um, you got a handful of Avalanche that are going to be re- uh, representing Colorado with McCarr, McKinnon, and Rantanen, um, and then and you still have guys like Arturi Lekkinen who uh, scored I think two goals and is just you know against Calgary playing well and. They just have that deep lineup, and unfortunately, the injury bug has just hit them all year. And Brandon's been able to stay healthy for the majority of the season. He's been able to showcase why you know he is such a dominant player in the league. I mean, if you if you picked him up and dropped him into a different pool of talent on on a lot of these other NHL teams, I mean, he'd he'd be the captain or he'd be you know the the guy. Right, but but with the Avalanche right now, you know he's he, he kind of got hit in a, in that second line, kind of first line, second line type deal, and um, you know now he's really been able to show without laying the scog there. McCarr was hurt in Calgary, um, McKinnon was injured well previously. That he uh, he could step up and really score goals and big goals when this team needs it, when they need to rely on him. So that's been a really big positive we've been able to take away from this season. Um, now with all these guys coming back, right? Hopefully he can maintain that. Uh, scoring power with these other guys, and now you're starting to see the seven, six, four goal games that you know we're used to seeing this explosive offense produce. Yeah, Miko Rantanen, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr will be at Sunrise, Florida, for uh, the NHL All Star Game coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I mentioned Val Nachushkin back uh, for the first time in several weeks. So that is the ankle injury, but uh, back on the ice for that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day game against the Red Wings. And the feeling was is that he brings so much to the table. Having the choo-choo train back is a big-body guy that uh, you know creates uh, you know some, some traffic in front of the net. 
that having Nachushkin back is a big, big addition to get this team back on track. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like, you know, that, and that's just another player that they can plug in and get. I mean, he's got 17 points on the 17 games he's played this year. He's averaging a point a game. You know, big body, 6'4", 210, so he's going to be able to play physically as well. And, you know, last year, especially after signing that big deal this this offseason, you know, you, you want to have those guys that you're paying go out there, right? Because as a such a playoff contender like the Avalanche, I mean, it's not like they have open cap space, right? They're, they're paying all these superstar players and good players, so they want to be able to see them produce with the contracts they've been giving them. And unfortunately this year with them being injured and everything, you know, you haven't been able to see it. And, and now these guys are starting to come back, and, you know, that whole lineup's going to start building chemistry again. And, I mean, and people are, because of how long this season the Avs have not been able to be consistently winning, people are starting to count the Avs out, right? They're starting they're starting to think about, okay, the Boston's of the world, maybe the Vegas's, you know, Edmonton's been on a tear with McDavid, who's a banana land superstar right now. But if all the Avs start getting their guys back, you know, they start getting healthy. They start putting wins together. They start producing goals like they had been. I mean, there's no reason this team won't be right back in the Stanley Cup final. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, with us today on the Team Sports Network. So, uh, Jackson, we shift to uh, what's going on with the Riverhawks and, and uh, hockey over at River City Sportplex. What's what's the latest? I know you guys went to, what, Salt Lake? Was it last weekend? Or Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, t- I took my team. We had about... Four teams playing tournaments this past weekend um, over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, major hockey tournament weekend. Um, we're getting better, Jim. We're getting better. We're uh, we're growing the program. This is our second year, and uh, this past weekend we had our 18U team, which you know in the next few years we will be looking to build and do a chassis team. They made it to the championship of their tournament. Unfortunately, they lost, but they they got all the way to the championship game of their tournament, which is a which is a great improvement for for what we're doing with our youth club. Um, our uh, our thirteens and fourteens, kind of our middle school team, they uh they kind of got uh through tiebreakers and stuff, kind of got I don't want to say screwed, but they kind of got screwed out of their championship game. <laughs> Um, and so they finished third place, but still, you know, very respectable. And then sure. uh, and the team I was coaching lost uh, in our semifinal game. So we're starting to get these youth hockey teams, and these kids are starting to compete in games that are, are more important games and deeper games in these tournaments. And, you know, we, we weren't at that place last year, so the eventual goal is to win all these tournaments we're going to. But but there has been really good consistent steps from from all these kids being able to now compete in championship games and semifinal games and placing themselves in competitive situations to win some of these tournaments. So steps, the steps are great and really good. I'm super excited with our, uh, our program right now. And the kids are working their butts off and, you know, as, as much as they still um, don't understand, you know, that, you know, they're still in their heads, they're losing, right? They're kids playing hockey. So they're like, well, we're not the tournament champs. I'm like, guys, but look where we were last year. Look where we were this year. It's a, it's a real big step. So super proud of all the kids down there. Yeah, it sounds like they're making tremendous progress. That, that's awesome. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, anything coming up uh, in regard to uh, events, things, maybe like learn to skate or something like that at River City Sportplex? Yeah, absolutely. So our learn to skate program goes year-round. Um, it's go, it's going on right now. Sydney Ash, our skating director, does a fantastic job with that. Um, yeah, we also have learn to play if your kid's interested in playing hockey. 
We usually have them start at that learn-to-skate level that you can find all this information on rivercitysportplex.com. Um, coming up on February 11th, I believe the afternoon of February 11th, we're going to have a try hockey for free girls only, um, making another push to get more female hockey players involved uh, in our program. Um, found another one a, a week or two ago that stumbled into the rink, and I think we're up from about three or four girls last season to about 17 this season. Um, so we're going to keep that pushing, and we're going to try and hopefully in the next year or two be able to have a girls-only hockey team. So if you know any little girls that want to try skating or hockey, February 11th, um, I believe it's about 2 p.m., there's information on our website, rivercitysportplex.com, to be able to go on and check it out. And that's a try hockey for free for uh, girls so and women. Any, anyone, any, any female that wants to come out and participate and try, try, and, uh, try it out, we're, we're more than open to them coming out skating. All right, well, all the details, rivercitysportplex.com. Hey, Jackson, appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. We'll, hopefully we'll see you in person next week. Hey, absolutely, man. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, good good luck on the Broncos uh, coaching search. Sean Payton, man, when you have a Netflix movie made about you, you know, you're a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but they also cast Kevin James to play him, too. So I'm not <laughs> – I mean – I mean I, Tom I, Cruise wasn't available <laughs> to play Sean Payton? There you go. I, I Yeah, I'd see, look, if, if, if it was me, if I was Sean Payton, it was like, yeah, I'll, Tom Cruise – Sure. Ben Affleck, one of those guys. Brad Pitt. Kevin J- Kevin James. Jim, why not just have Jim Gaffigan play me? Okay, just have you know, just do that. You know, you know, Sean Payton's first year coaching salary is probably gonna be more than the budget of that movie was worth. Oh probably <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. Not a, probably gonna be anywhere <laughs> close. Hey, appreciate it, man. Take care, bud. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there he is. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. That I love that that drop of the his coaching salary is more than the budget of the Netflix it's, movie made about him. It's gonna yeah easily be be more than that. All right, this sour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat with him and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, do we have a winner? For Where in the World is Tyler Friends in today? We do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Congratulations to Ron. He correctly identified the MCI, formerly the MCI Center, now Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. All right, congratulations to Ron today. Grab a couple of other texts. I'll throw this one in the microwave. It was from yesterday. Sorry we didn't get to it, Bry Guy. Uh, good coaching talk today, guys. I still like to know why Denver didn't interview Doug Peterson last year. Looks pretty bad now. I, yeah. We, we kept asking that last year. It's like, what about Doug Peterson? Why not Doug Peterson? Why not at least talk to Doug Peterson? Well, all he did was... I don't know, win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know you realize what, he's such damaged goods at this point. Well, he's obviously shows shows what's happened to Jacksonville. Guy can coach. And coach a young quarterback to success, which yeah. was which was not happening under Herb. No, no, it was not it, even close. Let's see, uh, Larry from Clifton. 
on the Chick Fil A Breakfast Team phone line. Good morning, Larry. Jim and Kate, uh, excuse me, Jim and Kate. Glad you're sitting down. I had a person tell me at the beginning of the NBA season that the Joker was not very good and overrated. I walked away in disbelief. As well, you should have, Larry. Okay, how start of this season? He's won back-to-back MVPs. How do you say he's not very good? He's on he's on trajectory uh, I, for a third MVP in a row. I Larry, I'd like to, I'd like to know who this person was. I'm just curious. We want names. So we could publicly berate them. Shame. Not, not very good. You can if you want to say okay, I don't think he's the best player in the league. I get it that he won the MVP, but I think the other guys in the league, you John can, Morant, others you okay. can make an argument for a guy like a Luka Doncic, Greek Freak, Giannis, yeah, yeah. John Morant, like you said. But, but but to say he's not good, he's not very good. What's your definition of really good then? <laughs> Where's just, your metric? <laughs> just I, I'm I'm glad, Larry, that I'm sitting down, and I understand why you walked away in disbelief. And I'd be going, what's? Do you know anything about basketball? Did you have stumble? You, have you watched that guy? Did you stumble upon Nick Wright's uh, burner account or something? What's what's going on here? You don't have to think he's the best player in the league, even though he won he the is. award for the best player in the league back to back years twice. But to say that he's not very good, okay. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. I'm sorry you had to walk. I'm sorry you had to have an encounter like that. Me too. Dylan, happy Friday. Getting a vibe. Somehow it's going to be Sean Payton for the Broncos. Really wondering what package they have put together for him. How long is Kale McCarr out? NHL All-Star jerseys are so ugly. I've not seen how long McCarr is out. I'll uh, do a little checking, Dylan. See what uh, what his status is tonight for Vancouver. Uh, so we got one more from Jim D. Not this is not a burner account for me. It's not you. You're not you're not secretly texting into the show. Because wouldn't I just use a different name? Why, why would I say Jim D? Well, more, more over to the point, why would you text in to your own show to <laughs> when I could just say what literally just say what whatever the heck I want to say ever on your mind? I realize that Russell Wilson has his opinions on who he would like for coach. The opinion should be voiced to ownership team and let them do their job in hiring. I mean, R- who's R- to say it hasn't, you know? Russ may end up being disappointed. It may not be Sean Payton. And he better be okay with Dan Quinn. Because if it's Dan Quinn, it's probably going to be Brian Schottenheimer that comes with him, a guy that Russ knows and a guy that helped Russ have some of his best seasons statistically in Seattle. I, I tend to wonder, is Russ reaching out to Peyton because there's been some communication where, hey, we really think Sean's probably going to be the guy. Who so knows? that might be a chance to you know start building a, a relationship there. All right. We'll see. I don't know. All right, 845. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Four down territory on the way next on the Jim Davis Show. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Welcome back, 849. Jim along with Cake today. 
You know there are those songs that you hear sometimes and you get lyrics wrong because you just hear it wrong. And you know it doesn't make any sense. Oh, but you, yeah. But you think that's the lyric. Oh, yeah. For for a long time, true confession time here. All right. Just you and me, Cake. Nobody else. Nobody else. Okay, in the pile. For years, I thought, on that song, the line, it's been a year since I wrote my note. I thought he's, I thought Stig was singing, it's been a year since I broke my nose. <laughs> Which, wh- why would that be... He's on a deserted island. Why would I think that he broke his nose? Why would that be relevant to the song? It doesn't even really sound like that. But for years, I got the line, it's been a year since I broke my nose. The one that got me for a while, and it's kind of a cliche, it's kind of a famous misheard lyric is Hendrix's Purple Haze, where it's, excuse me while I kiss the sky. Right. I always, I thought for a second, I was like, excuse me while I kiss this guy. I'm like, who's this guy? (laughs) What's going on here? What's what? What's that? Okay. No problems, you know, no judgment, That's, but like, what's going on here? Hey, did, didn't know that about Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And then, of course, you learn it's, oh, it kiss the kiss, sky. Kiss the sky. On that note. On that note. It's time for Four Down Territory. We're into Four Down Territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right. Start things out with First Down the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing in Germany next season. You know who's really excited about that? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. You know why Andy Reid is excited about that? I love this quote. Not he because said, he, not because Germany not has culture, history, those kind of things. We're excited about the game. No, no, no. Andy Reid. Andy Reid says. I look forward to getting a bratwurst. I love that. I love that. That is perfect Andy Reid quote right there. That's, I love it. So good. I tell you, over the years, I'm no Chiefs fan. Neither am I. But But I I do have a soft spot for Andy Reid. You gotta love Andy Reid. I do. And I, I think that Finally, he's getting his just doing the State Farm commercials. Wait, do the, the, the mustache? Mustaches? Just the the look that he has on his face when he like tries to, to hide it. Like, I, I, it's so I, good. I, I think I think Andy Reid has not entirely been utilized by 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 businesses to to market because I just think that, clearly is, he's is, got is he, the acting bug. Is it, he? It works. Is he Peyton Manning? I don't know about that, but I, when I watch that commercial, I laugh every single time. So good because he just just the expression he has. I, he's great at it. All right, so he's excited about Browers. I can't blame him. I, I enjoy a good brat every now and then. Some sauerkraut. Oh, got to have kraut on it. Got to have kraut. I am though. I'm one of those people. Chris Hanks, I know, doesn't like this. Because brats, hot dogs, you know, basically, mm-hmm. same thing to a degree. They're, they're cousins. To a degree. They're cousins. They're adjacent. I do like ketchup on both. Oh, 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 oh. So you're going you're gonna to walk out on me, huh? Because I put ketchup on my bratwurst. But stone ground mustard, though. Got to be stone. Got to be the spicy that brown. Is, yes. Spicy, spicy brown. brown mustard. But I do put ketchup on it. I do. 
Second down, the Live Golf Tournament has finally found a broadcast home because it's been streaming forever. Well, as long as they've been around, which hasn't been that long. Right. The CW. Hey. Powerhouse in sports content. (laughs) It's like, see what? Supernatural? That show, right? Um... Don't they have like the superhero shows on there? Like yeah, the they've Flash got like they've got like a bunch of the Superman DC Lowe's. shows. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah, I think they had the. I think Arrow, they had Arrow, Green Arrow. I think they had the Flash show. Yeah, the, too, they had didn't Flash. They? Yeah. So now, and now the home on. of your favorite DC superheroes is now your home of Saudi Saudi back of a Saudi back golf tournament. They're gonna have cool. all fourteen events on the CW. Okay, Great. third and fourth down. I thought the Rockies re-signing Austin Gomber was peak Rockies. Well, they outdid themselves this week, acquiring Red Sox pitcher Connor Siebel, who had a double-digit ERA and was DFA'd right before Colorado brought him in. And, oh, by the way, they still have to technically trade for him. Or and he's a minor league guy. He's never even pitched at the big league level from what I saw. I, he had like five starts, I did, think. Did he have five starts at the big league level? And they weren't good. Okay, limited big league time. Again, peak Colorado Rockies. And then fourth down, a tweet from a Miami Hurricanes fan prior to Cormani McLean's commitment flip to CU. Quote, they, CU, could barely afford Dion. It's common knowledge that they can't compete with Miami financially. We have the best NIL program in the country. CU, not even an honorable mention. How you feeling now, guy? Yeah, exactly. How does that taste? <laughs> yeah, Seabold, one start in 2021-5 for the Red Sox this past season. 0-4, ERA, just under 11. Yep, that's a smart move, Bill Schmidt. Good job. Way to go, Colorado. Yeah. All right. Hour three coming up. We're going to talk with uh, Fruit of Monument boys coach Jake Aguirre. He'll join us. We'll have our football picks next hour. And also uh, Michael Petrak, former uh, Mesa State pitcher who has written a book that's out on Amazon right now. We'll talk with him about that coming up next hour.